This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. So the place where you work, they probably have a policy when it comes to business expenses, right? Travel policy, meal reimbursement. There must be something that you understand how things work there. And I'm guessing for the most part, it's probably fairly strict. Well, apparently that was not the case for a very long time at the legislature. And I'm not talking about the elected officials here in BC, because the rules about MLAs and and people in government and all that and how they spend money, yes, those rules are very well set out and, and, and regulated. We're talking about the people who work at the legislature, the clerk, the sergeant at arms, people who run the place. Turns out there really wasn't very much of a policy when it came to their business and travel expenses on the job. And boy, are we learning that out today with the report from the BC Auditor General, Carol Bellringer. Travel expenses that were made with no supported purpose of travel. It's because there was no specific travel policy. Purchases made without proper approvals. And we're talking tens of thousands of dollars of purchases. These are just some of the issues that Carol Bellringer found with the expenses at the legislature. So we're going to be speaking in a moment with Vancouver Sun columnist Vaughn Palmer about this. And he actually, in all of this, found a discrepancy in the reporting on the expenses of the sergeant-at-arms and the clerk compared to the expenses of the speaker. Here is a clip from the press conference that they had this morning. Good morning, Auditor General. Good morning, Vaughn. i got two questions for you. The first one is on page 22, bottom of the page, Office of the Speaker. Uh, travel expenses go from $19,000 to $60,000, three-fold increase. Do you know why uh, the travel spending went up three times under Daryl Plekis? I'm, I'm realizing we have not put that answer in this report. I, I can't, even if I knew right this right off the top of my head, I couldn't answer it to you directly. I'd have to do it through the through the Legislative Assembly Management Committee. Well, the number is from your report, right? No, no, absolutely. It's just I'm I'm getting a, a little bit. I'm I'm looking around the room to see if there's a way that I can answer your question without going outside of what we've reported in this in this actual document. Um, there's no particular reason that is that is standing out that is is in here. Um, I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna mute the phone just for two seconds. Sure. So Vaughn it is fair to say it isn't it is uh, directly related to an increased volume, increase increased number of, of travel um, uh, there there's more travel in that period. Okay. From your answer to me and your hesitation, do I assume that you have provided Lampsey with details on the $60,000 in spending? You've just simply not shared that detail with the public yet? Um, no, not, no, not specifically. No, I, I mean, that was my hesitation is, is you know, quite um, uh, straightforward in that I'm just not allowed to speak to, to findings publicly unless I've reported them through the why, why wouldn't uh, a 300% increase in one year in travel expenses, why would that not have drawn your attention and more comment? I don't really have an answer to that. Um, 
if the assembly, if the if Lamsey wants to discuss it, we'll discuss it with them. But it was, there was no particular reason for that, Vaughn. It wasn't. Uh, there's there's quite a few things in here that are that are. But this but this whole thing was launched by Daryl Plekis as a whistleblower, and you've just told us that under his watch, spending went from twenty thousand to sixty thousand, right? So I'm I'm surprised that you wouldn't have drawn more attention to that number. Well, it's included in the report, and um, yeah, I really don't have more to. That is Auditor General Carol Bellringer in a discussion with Vancouver Sun's Vaughn Palmer this morning about some of the expenses that were listed in her report, uh, this report that came out this morning in regards to expenses at the legislature. So let me just give you the exact details of it. What Vaughn was talking about, how the Office of the Speaker, the travel expenses reported incurred by staff there over a period of time, 2016 and 17, it was $21,352. 2017, 2018, $19,188. 2018-19, $60,947. And what he was trying to figure out there, why? That's a huge change. What happened? Let's talk to Vaughn Palmer for more on this now. He joins us. Hi, Vaughn. Uh, Hi, Sammy. Are you surprised? I absolutely noticed that when I looked at that, too, and I thought, what changed in that time period? Yeah, well, you can read this report in depth as many times as you want. You won't find out an explanation. The number's there, and Carol Belling is right about that. There's no breakdown on what the $60,000 was spent on or why it went from $20,000 to $60,000. And considering that you know, Daryl Plekis turned himself into a hero in this province by blowing the whistle, which needed to be done on the clerk of the legislature. And the clerk's now gone. Um, I'm just surprised there's no explanation in the report for this. See, she does tell us that the speaker's travel is uh, expected to follow the same rules for travel that are outlined for MLAs, there's no indication if they do, and there's no breakdown on how the money was spent. Right, because in that 2016-17, that would have been the previous speaker. Is that right? Yep, that would be Linda Reed. Okay, and then 2017-18, um, though. So, yeah, okay, so the old government financial year, the cutoff date is March 31st. So 16-17 would be just up to the month before the election. And then we had, you'll remember, the Liberals desperately trying to hang on to power. They put another speaker in briefly. That didn't work. And then you got to change the government. Mm-hmm. And then Daryl Plekis left the Liberals and went to the NDP to become speaker. So uh, by then, and we're into September of 2017, so a couple of months after the transition. And so Plekis is speaker for the 17-18 financial year when the spending is about 20000 It's actually 19000 And then we go into 1819, um, so starts April 1st, 2018 through to March 31st, 2019. That year is critical because that's the year when Plekis begins assembling all the evidence that he's turned over to the RCMP, mm-hmm. begins assembling all the evidence of lack of controls and travel and everything. But while he goes through that year, according to the Auditor General, spending triples for his own office, it hits $60,000 
three times what it was before he took office. So that's not just for him, though, is it? It is for the travel incurred by his office. Well, yeah, but we don't know that either, right? I oh. mean, it's, it, it's, it has to be approved by the Speaker. It is presumably a lot of Speaker travel. But, you know, again, here's an interesting one. Um, global reporter over here, Richard Zussman, did a piece over the summer on how the Speaker's Chief of Staff, right. Alan Mullen, was dispatched to tour governments in Canada and U.S. states to look at security measures. And Richard reported that the, that the spending was on the order of $13,000. Well, that wouldn't be included in these numbers because that took place after March 31st, 2019, and that's the cutoff for that $60,000. So on top of the $60,000, we have got some more spending um, that, you know, more questions will be asked. We'll see whether there's any answers. The Legislative Assembly's, the Management Committee, mm-hmm. the Finance Arm, the Audit Committee, is meeting this afternoon. Daryl Plekis is supposed to be talking to them, so maybe he'll provide some explanation on this. But um, they, really, I asked the questions this morning, but your guess is good as mine on how the money was spent. Right. You've been doing this for a while, Vaughn. Uh, was there anything in this report that actually surprised you that you thought, in this day and age, is this really going on? Yeah, I'm... <laughs> Even though I you sort of suspected there was still a problem, um, I will just say that the Office of the Auditor General, John Doyle, first dared, because it took a dare, to audit the Legislative Assembly in 2007. And it was a struggle because there was a lot of resistance. And he finally, in 2011, 2012, came out with a report that said that the accounts were so bad at the Legislative Assembly, if it were a public company, it would be delisted on the stock exchange. And that was just a devastating report. And seven years later, (laughs) (laughs) Doyle's successor, who is well into her term, Carol Bellringer, is still telling us there's all kinds of problems. For some reason or another, the Legislative Assembly of British Columbia does not think it is bound by the rules and procedures and financial reporting and accounting um, that, that bind cabinet ministers and have for years, that bind every other branch of government. It, in its wisdom, exempts itself from all that. And it's those lack of controls that have given rise, I would say, to a lot of the abuses and the lack of transparency. So we knew there was a problem here, but it's still pretty incredible that seven years after the Auditor General's office told them to clean up their act, they still haven't completely done it. There's so much irony in what you just said there, in that the B.C. legislature doesn't think they um, that they can set their own rules and that they're different from everybody else and all these other institutions, and yet they spent so much money traveling to all these other institutions and talking about how apparently they did business there. (laughs) Well, maybe, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, they spend a lot of money, uh, $73 million and and 300 staff, you know, for the assembly, which is, you know, sort of what you expect. And an awful lot of what we're saying is, well, there need to be controls and there needs to be reporting. But there weren't the controls. There wasn't the reporting for so long. And we now know, because we have examples like the notorious... 
wood splitter, which is still outside my office here, um, that there was a lot of abuse. Well, it was a lack of controls. You know, uh, when the former Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Canada looked into this, uh, Beverly McLaughlin, she said, um, you know, it's lack of controls here, folks. Someone's going to take advantage of them. And the Assembly has responded already to the uh, Auditor General's report because they get it in advance. And they've said, oh, we've, we've addressed a lot of this, and I guess they have. This isn't her last report, by the way. She is going at this in sections, so she's told us today there are three or four more reports to come, so who knows what we still don't know that they could uncover. Okay, that doesn't sound very good. Well, you know, she was asked to essentially look into all of this. And she said when she took it on in February, I'm going to put these reports out in segments. So I'm going to give you stuff that you can respond to and get going on. There's still more to come. There's a bunch of things, uh, use of uh, credit cards, uh, capital project spending, a bunch of other things still to come. She did say that in her investigations, she didn't find anything that she needed to turn over to the police. Now, as you know, the police are also investigating. There's two special prosecutors. There's a whole bunch of other things going on as well. But she said uh, she found a lot of things that she raised eyebrows about a lack of controls, but it doesn't sound like she found anything that she thought was fraud. Yeah, but is is that really... Can we say that accurately? If there's no, no policy in regards no. to travel, there was no policy for them to break no. in regards to travel. No, and in addition, uh, look, there are two, as I said, there are two special prosecutors. We've right. been told very little about what they're doing, but they've been in place now for almost a year, uh, and we're still waiting to find out what they're doing. So you're right. It doesn't mean... All it means is that she didn't find a smoking gun that she passed on to the cops, but it doesn't mean there isn't th- there aren't things there that are still merit further investigation. Right. All right. I look forward to your column on this, Vaughn. Thanks, Simi. Practically writes itself. Thank you very much for that. That's Vaughn Palmer <laughs> from the Vancouver Sun.